Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Show to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market. I'm flying solo today, giving you some updates about everything going on in Tampa real estate, answering some of your questions that we've gotten through social media, uh, as well as some common questions that come about this time of year as you prepare for your 2022 uh, real estate year. Obviously, um, you know we're, we're right at the start of 2022, so it's our first show of the year. So happy new year to everyone out there. Hope you had some uh, good, safe fun or maybe unsafe fun. Just don't tell anyone about it. So uh, the first topic I want to get to today, it talks about, you know, some prep. If you're thinking about selling your home in 2022, there's some steps that you need to take before you do it. Uh, January and February historically are not um, times of the year when we see a, a ton of homes hit the market. It's when a lot of home sellers are raising their hands and they're thinking about it and they're preparing. Um, that's not to say that you shouldn't list your home in January or February because this year with such little inventory and so many buyers that missed out in 2021, um, you know, I would encourage you to get the home on the market as soon as you can. You just never know when there could be a shift, when there could be uh, you know changes in interest rates, things that slow down affordability. Um, all, all those types of things that could contribute uh, to to um, you know to some sort of correction. I, I'm always an opinion if you have equity and you're going to sell, get it on as soon as you can. But let's talk about the people out there that are thinking about selling their home at some point this year and they're not sure what to do. The very first thing that you want to do when you think about selling your home um, is become familiar with the market. And, and I'll say this because a lot of people think to, in today's world they can become familiar with the market on websites um, you know, like Zillow or Realtor.com or even real estate agent websites like mine, the DuncanDuo.com. But the reality is in a market as hot as today is, a lot of the homes are selling before they ever hit any of these websites. So the data uh, that, that you know in normal markets is so readily available to consumers is skewed today because so many of the homes are selling off market. So many of them are selling behind the scenes, inside track deals, uh, agents that already have a buyer, uh, agents that know an agent that has a buyer, um, you know, things like that that happen to where you don't really get to see some of those homes at the market. So the best place to start is with a great uh, real estate agent, somebody that does a lot of business, that sells a lot of homes, that has a lot of experience, um, because they're going to be able to give you an update on the market and they're going to give you some tips. And here's the key to this. A lot of home sellers watch HGTV and reality TV shows and they think they know what it takes to stage their home because that's the impression they get from actors on TV that don't really sell real estate anymore. They have great big teams and companies, and they sit back and, and kind of let things happen. Um, what you need to do is talk to people in the trenches. You need to talk to people that are actually selling real estate today and not rely on reality TV. Reality TV is meant to get viewers for advertising. It's not meant to educate you on the home selling process. Unfortunately, if you watch it, you're going to be misled. A lot of times, especially if you're watching a show like Selling Sunset, or you know some of the shows based in New York, those real estate markets are so completely different than Tampa Bay. What may be recommended for someone to sell a home in that market could be entirely different uh, recommendation here in Tampa Bay. So talk to a local real estate agent, have them come out and check out your house. Some of the, one of the services that we offer, and you can go right to our website, theduncanduo.com, click sell, send us a message, send us an email. You can go to any of our socials, send us a DM. We'll send an agent out for free, no cost to you, walk through the house and give you some tips of things that you need to do to prepare your home for sale. Um, you know, we, we regularly buy and sell homes for a profit. We know what it takes to make a profit on labor 
and on materials and on things that you need to do to improve your home to make more money. Um, a lot of people today skip that process and they sell their home quickly and it's great, but they leave money on the table. So if you want to maximize your value, if you want to get the most money possible, have an agent at our company come out, walk through the house and give you some tips. It could be painting a room. It could be taking down photos. It could be redoing flooring. It could be a, a, a renovation project. There's a variety of different things, and sometimes it might be absolutely nothing. We might think that the money that you would spend would be bad money chasing good, and you can put your house on the market and sell it as is because of how hot things are in your neighborhood. Real estate is so local that a lot of people think that what's happening in one neighborhood is the same thing. They, they say, oh, my neighbor, my friend in Riverview sold their house in seven days and they didn't have to do anything. Well, that could be in a completely different price range and a completely different buyer target than your home. So the advice that they got may be completely different than the advice given to you. Real estate is so local that it varies from street to street, neighborhood to neighborhood, city to city. In Tampa Bay, we've got a few million people living here and a lot of variety with our neighborhoods. So just because one friend got advice doesn't mean it's going to apply to you. It really needs to be uniquely positioned. So have an agent walk through, give you some tips of things that you need to do to prepare your home for sale. One of the most common things that we encourage people to do if they're selling their home and they want to get maximum value and maybe they're not quite ready to put it on the market yet is decluttering. So many people don't realize how much clutter they have in their house because they're used to it. Their you know, private NASCAR collection, their doll collection, their knickknacks, their furniture's too big, their TV's too big. Sometimes the house can feel really, really, really cluttered. And it can cause problems getting max value. So decluttering. If you're going to sell your home, and this is something we say to every client that calls us, um, you know, we're going to sell your home, so you might as well start moving now. Start packing stuff up, putting away uh, things that, that clutter the home, uh, personal photos, things that brand the house to you need to be put away. The reality is, is you want the buyer to be able to brand the house to them. You need it to be neutral. The buyer needs to walk through and envision themselves living in there. If they walk in and in your living room, you have a great big mural of yourself or your kids and your walls are cluttered with photos of your family, it's going to be hard for the buyer to emotionally attach to the home. So you need to declutter and take down all of the personal stuff that might cause someone an inability to emotionally attach. Another thing that's really important is making sure the house is clean. Even if our agent walks through your home and doesn't recommend a lot of repairs um, or, or changes, you have to make sure the house is clean. Uh, you know, cleaned off counters, clean floors, um, things put away. Uh, every time the house is shown, and certainly during photos, the house needs to be as clean as it possibly can. If you're not a clean person, if you can't clean up after yourself, hire someone, have your kid do it, have your spouse do it, ha have your house cleaned as much as possible during the process of selling your home. It does make a difference because if a buyer sees dirtiness and feels like the people don't maintain the home, they're going to assume other parts of the home aren't maintained as well. So uh, cleaning the house is a, uh, you know, a really important step to the home selling process. Another um, important step in the, in the home selling process is uh, getting a plan together. You need to know where you're going to go next. With homes today selling as fast as they are, a lot of people aren't prepared for that and they don't know what their next step is. So you may not be able to find a replacement home. You might have to have something in between. You might have to stay with some family. You might need to rent a place. 
you need to have a couple things in place, a couple plans, a backup plan in place in case your home sells faster than you're able to find a replacement. A lot of people don't prepare for that, and it causes sales to fall apart, people to lose money, um, you know, people people to get frustrated. Um, but but nonetheless, uh, really really important steps. Another thing that that really matters when you're selling your home, and this varies depending on the price range of the home. I feel like this happens a lot more with luxury real estate where um, there's art or valuable items on the wall, autographed posters, chandeliers, things of a high value that the buyer might want to stay. Now, with financing, a lot of times this personal property, it's problematic to put it in the contract or have it stay because lenders don't like to see that. If it's a cash deal or a larger amount of cash in the purchase, this becomes easier. But if there's something you definitively do not want to stay with the property, remove it. Don't even give the buyer the opportunity. If you have an emotional attachment, if there's something sentimental about a chandelier or a photo or a piece of art, um, I, I would encourage you taking it down because people will ask for it. I've seen sales of multi-million dollar homes fall apart because the buyer was attached to a piece of art and the seller wouldn't budge and wouldn't include it. And, uh, you know, over, uh, um, you know, a small value item, a wholesale falls apart. So the best thing you can do with some of those really valuable items is remove them. Another uh, consideration for the valuable item removal when you're selling a luxury property is uh, the distraction that it can cause. Um, I went into, um, you know, I've sold celebrity homes and athlete homes before, and they've got autographed memorabilia and jerseys and, and photos. And while that can be helpful sometimes, because it creates an atmosphere, it can also work against you because then people are paying attention to your stuff and not the house itself. Or you might offend them. Let's say, for example, you have a whole office, you know, you know, with with Boston Red Sox autographed jerseys, memorabilia, and somebody walks in and they're a Yankees fan, and now they don't like you. Believe it or not, it happens. The same thing happens with the Gators and the Seminoles. I just believe you need to remove every opportunity for someone to deselect your house or for them to not pay attention to the house because if they're looking at your stuff, they're not looking at your house. And again, uh, the, the, you, you can be strategic with this. I'm not saying you always have to remove every bit of this, but you have to take your real estate agent's professional advice and be cautious about what you leave out because it could distract someone and have them not pay attention to the house. It could offend someone or they may really want it. Uh, as a buyer, they may say, you know what? I'm not buying the home without those items. And again and again, I've seen it cause problems. So uh, to summarize, declutter, remove personal belongings, uh, remove valuable belongings, speak to an agent, have them walk through your house and give you tips and tactics of things you can do to prepare your home for sale, whether it's simply cleaning or you know, you know, extensive renovations, whether it's uh, paint, whether it's some carpet, uh, simple decluttering tactics. And then uh, last but not least, don't pay attention just to what's on the internet. So many sales today happening that don't ever make it to the internet. So again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Show. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We've always got cool giveaways going on at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Snapchat, uh, giving away some Tampa Bay Lightning signed memorabilia in the new year as well as always um, a source for tickets for our clients, people that buy and sell homes with us. We're always making sure to take care of them. I sent uh, numerous families during the holidays to uh, to Tampa Bay Lightning games. 
So make sure to follow us on all of our socials at the Duncan Duo. And uh, I'll be back continuing the conversation here about the Tampa Bay real estate market after a quick break here on WFLA News. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. I'm Andrew Duncan, joined by no one today. New Year's show. I am uh, fresh off of surgery. And I'm in here flying solo today while everyone else is off on vacation enjoying the new year. I'm in here in the studio spitting some real estate statistics and news for you. Talked in the first segment about home sellers and things they need to do if they're going to sell their home in 2022, things they need to do to prepare now uh, to get ready for the process of selling their home. But I want to talk next about home improvement costs um, because I talked in the first segment about how many sellers might need to or it might be wise for them to make improvements to the home to increase their return. Uh, simple investments that you can make in curb appeal, uh, paint, flooring, uh, updating appliances, repairs, things like that that can make you more money than they cost. However, a lot of people today are underestimating repair costs, and let me explain why. First and foremost, um, you know we've had inflation, so the material costs are up. If you did a kitchen renovation five years ago, guess what? It's substantially more expensive today. The material costs are much more expensive. And for someone that hasn't priced out some of these things, prepare to pay more than you might expect, especially if you want something in stock. A lot of the materials, uh, a lot of the appliances, granite, flooring, um, you know, stuff isn't in stock. And the stuff that is, the providers and manufacturers are charging a premium because they know they're in an advantaged position. They know they can charge more because people will pay it because so many other people are out of stock. So home improvement costs up simply because material costs, material shortages because of COVID, because of a whole variety of reasons, material costs are more. The second thing, labor costs are higher. Uh, labor costs are higher uh, specifically for a lot of reasons. One, minimum wages have been increased in uh, parts of the country. You've also got, um, you know, labor shortage. So you've got people that stayed home during COVID and and didn't work or have decided to leave the construction industry and start a business in another field. They decided to start driving for Uber. They decided to start, you know, something else. And there's a, a labor shortage in the construction field. So what does that mean? That trickles down to um, builders and contractors having to pay people more to get them to work. And guess what that means? That means that's going to trickle down to you. It's going to increase your cost for that home improvement repair because now the contractor that's booking or advertising to sell the work has to pay their laborers more money because things are rising. Things are more expensive. Um, you know, Increased labor costs basically trickles down to the consumer in this specific instance. So when you're thinking about labor costs and you know material costs, just know that a lot of people underestimate um, you know, underestimate these things. There were some studies done and, um, you know, one of them specifically was done on windows and people's expectation of what it would cost to replace the windows in their home. Half the people in the study, uh, were well below their ex were well below their guess on expectation of what it would cost. So, so windows, roofs, some of the expensive items that you might've had done before, aren't going to be the same price anymore. And in some instances are 50 plus percent higher. So if you are going to make repairs before you commit to them, before you decide, you know what, I'm going to do these things in my home to get it ready for sale. Um, 
you know, I think it's only going to cost this or it's only going to cost that. Price those things out. Have contractors out to your house, you know, price them against each other um, and, and get multiple quotes. You'll sometimes find people that are willing to uh, do the work for less. Um, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you don't want to look for the cheapest. The cheapest usually means you don't get quality. You get what you pay for or you get someone that isn't licensed. And I promise you, as someone that has sold a couple billion dollars in real estate, I've seen the lawsuits when you hire somebody that's not licensed and they slip and fall in your house or they don't file a permit and your house gets locked up for months because the city decides that they catch you and you didn't do permitting and now there's a lien and now there's problems. So so again, uh, you, get, you do get what you pay for. Looking for the cheapest isn't always the wisest move. Um, you know, you certainly don't want to look for the most expensive, but you don't want to look for the cheapest because again, corners get cut. People aren't licensed. Um, you know, people, um, you know, have slip and falls. They don't have insurance or like I said, they don't file permit. They don't go through the County or the city for the particular steps. And then there's an inspection done, or then you have the home for, you know, under a contract and somebody, you know, the home inspector walks through and sees something new and there's not a permit for it. It just, it can cause a lot of problems. So you do get what you pay for. So make sure that you're hiring someone licensed, that you're not always just looking for the cheapest and that you talk to multiple different contractors to get a gauge for, um, you know, costs that are unfortunately rising when it comes to labor and materials. So again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on WFLA News. If you're thinking about selling your home, make sure to go to DuncanDuo.com. You can get a free home estimate. We can give you an instant cash offer for your home or... Our agents can walk through the house and give you all the tips and tactics that you need to sell your home for the most money. And that's what I'm going to talk about next. I'm going to talk next. You see everyone, including myself, look, we, we buy homes for instant cash. We'll, we'll come in with an instant cash offer if, the, if you want convenience. But there are a lot of people out there today floating this whole idea of a guaranteed offer. And I want to dispel that a little bit, but I also want to talk to you about why um, you know, a lot of home sellers are leaving money on the table because they think the real estate market's so hot and that all real estate agents do the same thing. We don't. And I'm going to talk about that after a quick break here on WFLA news. So we're back here on the Duncan duo show. And I teased this just before the break. Um, lots of people. And I mentioned this even in my new TV commercials. Um, it seems like everybody and their brothers offering to get you a guaranteed offer on your house today. But if all you want is a guaranteed low offer, um, you know, that's what you're going to get. The reality is, is that anyone that's buying your home, myself included, is buying it to make a profit. So there has to be a margin there. And a lot of the margin sometimes is is missed out on by home sellers for simple things they could do to put more money in their pocket. I think everyone knows that it's a hot real estate market right now. And a lot of home sellers are making the mistake of either going to the instant cash model, which again, I'm honored and proud to offer that convenience to people, but it's not the right call for a lot of people. A lot of people leave easy money on the table because they, you know, simple things they could do over a week or two that would put a whole lot more money in their pocket. So if convenience is what you want, we got you covered. But if you want maximum value, we can help you there too. And, and you know, so there's some steps and things you need to pay attention to. The first thing a lot of sellers, the first mistake a lot of home sellers are making today is thinking because the market's so hot, they can hire any agent and any agent's going to get them the same price. And it's a myth. Um, you know, the reality is that negotiation, marketing, and strategy have a lot to do with positioning your home, positioning it with the right price, with the right photos, the order of the photos, the distribution on all of the websites, 
the strategy for how to communicate with people, the strategy for how to handle offers. These are things that we've perfected over you know thousands and thousands of real estate transactions, over a couple billion dollars in sales for the strategies that we use to create multiple offer situations, to create um, higher prices for our sellers. And so often I see home sellers hire an inexperienced agent who might get their home sold for them and they don't realize it that they left money on the table because the agent convinced them to take an offer too fast or because the agent you know didn't appropriately market the property and they still sold it because look the the thing is is today you're right a lot of agents can get your home sold but the difference is do you just want it sold or do you want it sold to put the most money in the quickest time frame in your pocket and that's where expertise comes into play it's positioning your home the right way it's negotiating the right way it's it's being patient with the process it's not encouraging you to take an offer quicker than you need to take at our team because we have an abundance mindset and we sell thousands of homes we've sold thousands of homes we're not pushing you to take the first offer because we need a paycheck all of my agents they make great money we make great money they're all well fed. They they want to get the best price possible. They're not they're not hungry just to get it under contract because they need money or they need a sale. Like a lot of inexperienced new agents, I would make sure if you're hiring an agent today, make sure there's a documented history of them listing and selling homes, not representing buyers. If you're a home seller, you want to know what is their experience working with home sellers in today's market. They need to be able to show that and explain that to you because I can tell you the difference could be 10, 20. I've seen $50,000. I've seen homes sold for more than $50,000 off what I know our team could have gotten because somebody hires an inexperienced agent that doesn't know what they're doing, that doesn't have the experience of selling homes. Experience really does matter. So, um, so again, um, super important thing today that if you're, that if you're selling uh, the guaranteed offer, the instant cash, the quick deal, all those things can be helpful and beneficial, but a lot of home sellers unnecessarily leave money on the table and we want to make sure to prevent that for you. So with our situation, we'll tell you, Hey, look, this is what we'll give you for a cash offer, but this is also what we could sell it for as a retail sale. No one else is doing that. Um, and you know, so we want you to choose the path that's right for you. And again, the instant cash the guaranteed offer, all of that kind of stuff. And it's kind of funny. I see the guaranteed offer a lot. We don't do that. We say we'll guarantee it sold or we'll give you an instant cash offer. Uh, a guaranteed offer is really kind of a joke if you think about it. Uh, anyone can guarantee you a lowball offer. I mean, I'll give you an offer on any house that's on the market right now. I can guarantee it. And that's ultimately all they're doing. It sounds snazzy, but in reality, it really is meaningless because every house is get, can get an offer on it. You're not really guaranteeing that much. So just kind of understand that when you see the marketing tactics. So so again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on WFLA News. First segment, I talked about some tips to prepare um, you know, home sellers in, um, the, uh, you know, in the age of 2022, uh, also talked about some tactics for, um, you know, uh, ways to, to, um, position your home. So if you're a home seller in 2022, have had some great tips for you there and, uh, make sure you're following us on all of our socials. We are at the Duncan duo, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook. If your new year's resolution is buying a home, Boy, do I have some news for you. There are a lot of people uh, that have just gone through the holiday season and their their intention is to buy a home in 2022. And I talked about this last week, but I want to touch on it again because of how important it is to work on your credit, your debt to income, and your taxes. If you are self-employed, we're, we are seeing record numbers um, of people that have left their jobs 
in 2021 and become self-employed, whether they're gig workers, whether they're, um, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, if you're self-employed or you own your own business and um, you haven't talked to your accountant or your mortgage lender about what you're reporting on your taxes and you plan to buy a home in 2022, you need to take that step right now. Um, Again, record number of people that have left jobs and become self-employed. And while lenders have kept up and modified and changed, um, you know, parameters and guidelines, it's still more of a challenge to become approved for a loan when you are self-employed or have self-employed income. The lender needs to see more documentation, more information, and your taxes need to be a certain way. If you write everything off and you don't show much income, you may have a hard time getting a loan. You may think you make $150,000 and that's what you bring in. But if you write so much of it off and your taxes show that you only make 30 grand, as far as the lender's concerned, you only make 30 grand. That means you're not going to be able to afford a whole lot. So be very cautious when you sit with your CPA and you and you communicate and to put your CPA, person that does your taxes and your mortgage lender in touch. If you do your taxes yourself, talk to your mortgage lender, figure out what you're going to write off and what you're not going to write off. This may be a year where you need to mix it up a little bit and change things up to make sure that you can, um, you know, buy your home um, in 2022. Another thing to look at this time of year is your credit report. Look, this is this is a time when a lot of people take time off, right? They're they're off for the holidays. They're they're chilling at home. You know, they've got some time, you know, you've got your family and you need a break from them. Go look at your credit report. So often credit reports have mistakes on them. Credit amounts that are reported wrong, late payments that can get removed or didn't exist, medical bills. Uh, that are erroneously billed. People have a similar last name or a similar name to you, but aren't you, and somehow something for their credit shows up on your report. Maybe you're divorced and your ex's stuff is still showing on your report. There's so many things that show up on your credit report today that are mistakes. I saw a statistic recently from one of the major credit uh, report providers, like uh, in upwards of 30% of people find mistakes on their credit reports. The best time to find that is when you're not in the process of getting credit. You don't want to try and correct a credit report issue while you're trying to qualify for a loan because it's a problem. You may not have enough time. Look at it now. Take the time. Print out your report. Look at the numbers. And also, talk to your mortgage lender. Maybe you're on the verge of, maybe your score needs to be a little higher to get a lower interest rate. Maybe you're on the verge of qualifying versus not qualifying. Get some advice about some things that you can do to move money around. To, uh, to increase credit limits so that your utilization ratio is lower. Maybe you need to open up some lines of credit. Maybe your credit score is great, but you don't have any credit. So all those things really matter in the process of buying a home. And you have downtime right now to look at it. Um, it's, it's a great opportunity. Step back and uh, take a look at your credit report to prepare yourself. The, the last thing you need to look at is down payment money. Figure out what kind of loan you're going to look at. And do you have the down payment money? Can you can you source it from something else? Um, do you have investments that you can you know liquidate to have the down payment money? Is someone going to gift you the down payment money? Or do you need to put a savings plan in place over the next six months to save up the money for the down payment for you to be able to buy in 2022? Uh, those are all those are all things that you need to take into consideration if you're buying a home in 2022. But again, the most important step of that is for really the the self-employed and business owner population, especially if you're new to being self-employed or new to being a business owner. Uh, Florida broke records this year for new businesses launched. 
So many people left their full-time jobs to launch businesses. If that's you, you need to look at that. You may think you're making great money, but if you haven't been doing it long enough or you write off a lot, you may not qualify for a mortgage. And it's better to know that now so you can plan strategically uh, you know, to, to plan for when you might be able to qualify and um, you know, when you might be able to buy a home in 2022. So again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. If you're thinking about selling your home, make sure to check out our socials at the Duncan Duo. I'll put a couple of these segments up where I gave home seller tips. We'll put our podcast up on our website at uh, DuncanDuo.com. One other tip for home buyers, um, and, and this is something that uh, I think a lot of people this time of year make mistakes about. Um, and and you know we we have a couple of different home sellers right now where we're selling their home. And they didn't do this. Uh, they bought the home with us. And in less than a year, we're selling the home for them. That can be expensive. You're moving twice. You're paying commissions twice. You're paying closing costs twice. Um, so one of the most important things that I'm telling people in 2022 to do is drive the commute during rush hour of an actual work week. Um, people right now, with not as many people working, people are off on vacations. Um you know, they'll, they'll get up at 8 a.m. and they'll drive to the house that they want to buy. Oh, it only took me 18 minutes. Oh, it's because no one's going to work right now. If you wait until January 9th and drive that Monday at 9 a.m., it's going to be a different outcome. So keep that in mind so you don't get stuck in a situation where you're going to, you know, sell a home because of commute after quickly buying it. Measure commute times, drive the neighborhood, and measure those commute times at times that people are actually going to work. So many people don't do that. And they drive out to the house to see it on a Saturday and think, oh, this is an easy drive. I can make this drive all day long. Well, of course you can on Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning, uh, but try Monday morning at eight and you've got a different scenario. So too many home buyers make that mistake and uh, they, they get frustrated with the commute time and realize that that home or neighborhood isn't the right one for them. So if you have some time and you've narrowed your list of neighborhoods during the holidays, don't rely on those drive times that you found during the holidays. Wait until everyone starts getting back to work in January. Measure those commute times then, and then you can narrow your focus about what neighborhoods you want to be in. So uh, we're going to be back with our last segment. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation here on WFLA News. We'll be back after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. And what I want to talk to you next, kind of a little bit of a lighter topic. I've, I've given home seller tips and home buyer tips in the first segments of the show. But what I want to talk about next is the nine wildest real estate photos of 2021. Now, look, after having been in this business for 15 years, I, I think I've seen it all. Um, I, I've been in homes where uh, I've been attacked by dogs. I've been in homes that people wanted to sell that had over 100 animals living in them. Um, I've been in homes that um, people have been arrested in while I've been there uh, meeting with the people. Uh, I've pretty much seen it all. But I, we're posting this up on our Facebook, so make sure to go to uh, you know our Facebook page. You know, just search for the Duncan Duo Team uh, Facebook. Um, and, uh, the nine wildest real estate photos of 2021. So I want to talk to you about these just because I think it's kind of funny, the stuff that I saw in these photos, uh, that, I, that I've kind of related to. Um, and, and the first one is, is, um, you know, creepy dolls. Okay. If you have a doll collection, okay, look, I understand your doll collection is your pride and joy. All right. But if you're going to sell your house, please understand that most people, when they see the dolls in the photos, they think it's creepy, okay? They're going to get spooked out about your house. 
hide your dolls. But there was a Louisiana home in the in an article that had the creepy dolls in the most weirdest places, um, and it was pretty funny. There's a tilted house um, that that's ba- it basically looks almost like up like an upside down um, you know cargo train um, you know and and that was on there. Uh, mannequins, okay. Um, this is, this is a phenomenon that's kind of started to take place. I see more and more of this where people strategically place mannequins. I also saw people strategically placing, uh, Santas and T-Rexes. Uh, these things are, are interesting because, um, one, it's, it's a little creepy, but two, it gets people talking about your home. So sometimes it's creative marketing like this that can actually make the difference. I've also seen, and this was uh, a lot of stuff happening, uh, back, uh, more than a decade ago, but I've seen homes that were vandalized. Um, a lot of foreclosures and short sales back in the day. Um, you know, so if you're if you're curious about uh, seeing some of the homes and some of the vandal, you know, vandals that have destroyed some of them, some of this is in the article on our Facebook page as well. But unfortunately, it is something that that is dealt with sometimes. People that uh, were were tenants and they destroy the house on the way out. The majority of the time, the owners are going to clean that up. But a lot of times, when it's a bank involved situation, the bank will just sell it as is and won't clean it up. So anytime you see a home vandalized. That's not typically the seller that did that. That's somebody that lived there or was foreclosed on. Um, but some of these photos are are, are absolutely wild. Um, there's a uh, a steel house that looks uh, really kind of crazy. Uh, castles look luxury real estate is obviously taken off. Um, you know, in terms of um, you know, especially in Tampa with so much, so many eyes on Tampa, so many people moving here. And uh, our luxury real estate market being a hotbed for people moving from uh, New York and California to avoid state income tax and, uh, you know, COVID regulations and everything else. But uh, castles, you know, they're, they're neat. Uh, a basement pool, indoor pools are another one that's kind of uh, interesting that you can see photos about. Um, but again, visually, there are so many things that happen in real estate that, that I just want to tell you, uh, I have seen it all. Uh, I've been in haunted houses. I've been um, I've met with people that say they were the owners and they weren't the owners. I've met with people trying to steal someone's home. Um, I've been at a table where a fight broke out, an actual fist fight broke out between family members. So if you think the stuff you see on reality TV is uh, interesting, talk to an actual real real estate agent and they probably have stuff that's even more wild than you can imagine. The real estate industry has uh, really kind of taken a turn for uh, some crazy stuff. And, and that's the last thing I'm going to talk about today. Uh, a real estate agent uh, this week was uh, murdered um, in their home. And, and I've talked about this as a, a public safety PSA a few times. Um, you know, this was not a local to Tampa Bay real estate agent, but um, it's become more and more common uh, that, that real estate agents are, are being attacked in properties and real estate agents are having to be more and more protective. So I've heard, uh, you know, complaints from consumers, even dealing with our company, where uh, an agent of ours doesn't want to meet with somebody unless they show a driver's license or meet them at a public place. You have to understand times are changing. Um, there are people who have gotten desperate, and real estate agents have to protect themselves. So they want to make sure and see your ID. They want to make sure and see your prequal because that means somebody's run your credit. That means you're much less likely to be a serial killer. All these steps are things that real estate agents are taking to protect themselves because they don't want to end up like one of these attacked harmed real estate agents. So if you're a consumer, don't get frustrated. They're not asking you these questions because they don't believe you have the ability to buy. They're asking you or that they don't trust you. 
They're asking these questions because they want to go home to their family at night. They're asking these questions because people have been attacked because there's a, a you know a whole organization of the National Association of Realtors that's preaching safety and giving people tactics and trick tr- uh, you know tricks of the trade and ways to protect themselves. So if you're a consumer, don't get frustrated when real estate agents ask for this information. We're doing it to protect ourselves. It's becoming more and more common that agents get attacked. So agents have to take proper precautions. So, you know, that's my quick PSA for consumers. Make sure you understand that. That's why real estate agents are asking. They just don't want to get attacked. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials when we aren't on air at The Duncan Duo, uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, and Snapchat. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your New Year's weekend and have an awesome rest of your Sunday.